Go back to the 1960s. 95% of the clothing Americans bought was made right here in America. Now it's like the exact opposite. 97% is made overseas. It's a complete reversal of the way things used to be in this country. And we can change that because American Giant is a great company that doesn't play that game. They don't, they don't care about that. They want to do this the right way. They do it with American workers and the products that they make show the quality uh, is a big difference. It's about good paying jobs that allow people to take pride in the hard work that they do. They began in 2012 when a clothing factory in North Carolina was going to shut down. They worked with the factory to invest in new machinery and skill development. It's over 10 years later, and today they make the best hoodie you'll ever own. They have a lot of other quality clothing. You're going to love it. My wife loves the leggings that they have. This is grown in America, milled in America, cut and sewn right here in America. So thank you, American Giant. You picked the right place to tell your story. This audience is just a bunch of people who want to support American business and want to support quality. It's AmericanGiant.com, American-Giant.com slash Glenn, American-Giant.com slash Glenn. We're back with the Glenn Beck program here in just a moment. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. I'm going to give you the history of the conflict that is currently underway in Israel and the Gaza Strip. It is, um, it was a horrid, horrid weekend on a joyous holiday. It's not a coincidence. They hit them on the Sabbath, but also the Jewish holiday that is supposed to be the most joyous holiday of the year. We'll tell you what happened and why it's happening in 60 seconds. First, let me go out on a limb here and uh, make a bold statement. It shouldn't cost you an arm and a leg every time you want to throw some steaks on a grill. I know. We're America. We have ranches. We can, we can grow our own food. I mean, what is happening to us? If, you are, uh, if you're a meat lover, if you like chicken, pork, beef, even fish, freshly caught fish, you can get it from good ranchers. 85% of grass-fed beef is imported from overseas. Why? Again, why? 
Listen, don't settle for less than the best. And don't settle for meat that's been raised overseas. And don't settle for the prices in the grocery store. Head on over to GoodRanchers.com and use the promo code BECK for $25 off any of your boxes that you order. You can do some serious good for yourself, your family, and others by having good American meat delivered right to your door. GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25 bucks. It's GoodRanchers.com. So I have... For years, um, probably since 2008 or nine, I started doing research on Iran and the Twelvers. And we've gone through this before. The Twelvers are the ones that believe in the Twelfth Imam. The Twelfth Imam, after the death of the uh, Prophet Muhammad, crawled into a well because he needed to be protected from those who wanted to kill him. So he was a little boy, he crawled into a well, and they still, these Twelvers, believe that someday he's going to crawl out of that well and he's going to lead the march. And uh, he'll be part of what we know as the apocalypse. He will be... He'll be on the march, and he'll be with what, again, we know as the Antichrist. They say that that's the good guy. We say, it's the bad guy. The Twelvers are the most dangerous Muslim uh, sect out there. They're so dangerous that... The Ayatollah Khomeini in 1979 outlawed Twelvers. The problem with that is elections have consequences. Almost everybody now in the regime in Iran is a Twelver. So the first thing you have to do is take these religious people very seriously and literally. They believe they can hasten the return of the promised one by washing the world in blood. Their scriptural words, not mine. That they are going to bring the fires of the Islamic fury to Israel. And when they kill all of the Jews, the promised one will come. We are also known to them as the great Satan. They are serious about destroying Israel and us. Try not to think of that open border where about 4 million people are coming through. So where did this come from? The hatred for the Jews in the Middle East has been going on for a very long time. But there's one guy who is great at propaganda who really solidified the nationalism, if you will, of the Palestinians. His name, uh, 
His name was Haj Amin al-Husani. He was the Grand Mufti back in the 20s and the 30s of Jerusalem. So he's the kingpin. And he starts hearing things uh, about Hitler and Hitler coming to power. And he loves it. He thinks this guy has got it down. Remember, he's a nationalist. Hitler is also a nationalist. But he thinks he can work with Hitler because they both hate Jews. So he went up to Berlin and he stayed in Berlin from 1941 to 1945. And he became friends and was seen at the Reich uh, Chancellery. The first, the first thing he did was ask Hitler for a public statement or a secret but formal treaty. What he was looking for was a pledge not to occupy Arab land, to recognize the Arabs' strive for uh, independence, and three, support the removal of the proposed Jewish homeland in Palestine. Well, Hitler was like, there can't be a two-state solution here. Now, remember, this is before Israel even exists. So it's not like we're oppressed by this Jewish state. What his goal was, was to get rid of all of the Jews in the same way that Hitler wanted to get rid of all of the Jews. So this is before the state of Israel, which the Palestinians say is the problem. No, it's not the problem. And anyone who says that they will go for a two-state solution doesn't understand the history and also doesn't understand the religiosity of this problem. So, Hitler confirmed that the struggle against a Jewish homeland in Palestine would be part of the struggle against the Jews. And he said, quote, he would continue the struggle until the complete destruction of the Jewish communist European empire. And when the German army was in proximity to the Arab world, Germany would issue an assurance to the Arab world that the hour of liberation was at hand. It would then be al Husani's responsibility to unleash Arab action that he had prepared. The Fuhrer stated that Germany would not intervene in any eternal Arab matters and that only the only German goal at the time would be the annihilation of Jews. Again, his name was Haj Amin. And his role in shaping Muslim perception of Jews is probably the most important thing that he did in his life. He also was the founder of the Muslim Brotherhood. But him shaping the views of Arabs, uh, of Arabs' minds when they look at a Jew comes from him. He did political activism in Palestine, in Germany, and he was also a writer. And he wrote a little booklet, uh, and he made it for Muslim uh, soldiers that would enlist in a very special 
Nazi SS division in Bosnia. When he was in with Hitler, he spent time with Heinrich Himmler. Himmler had a fascination with Islam and the zealous support for the Nazi cause from the Grand Mufti. They started talking about common interests and enterprises. And that led to the all-volunteer Waffen-SS division in Bosnia, made up mostly of Bosnian Muslims. This is, if you happen to be watching, I'll describe it if you're not, this is a Fez. Now, Fez is associated with Arabs. This is a Fez from World War II. This is a Fez from that Muslim division that the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem started with Hitler. And you can see it has the eagle on it and the death skull. And it is green um, instead of red, has a black tassel on it. But what's inside is uh, important as well. Uh, you can't see it. I don't think I can get the light to shine in it bright enough. But it's where they where this hat was made that's important. This particular hat was made in Dachau by the Jews. So while they were interned and being brutalized and killed, they were also forced to make the Muslim hat, the fez, that the SS officers from uh, the Arab descent would wear. This went on and on. Some people say that um, it was his idea to have the death camps, but more likely it was Himmler talking to him about the death camps because he wanted to build them all over the Middle East. When the war was over with Germany, then Germany would help them build death camps for Jews all over the Middle East and get rid of them there. When they say, we are, for instance, this is the great day of the greatest battle to end the last occupation on earth. That is the Hamas commander over the weekend. This is the day of the greatest battle to end the last occupation on earth. When they speak like that, you have to take them seriously and know what they're talking about. There is a battle called Al-Mamahet Al-Kubra, and I'm sure I'm saying that right. It is... A great battle, one of the greatest battles, to end the last occupation on Earth. It is an end times battle, according to Muslim eschatology. It's the greatest battle. And it has considerable atrocities and killing. A bloody conflict and massacre. And it goes against Israel and all those who fight with them. 
when we're talking about Ukraine, yes, we're talking about evil. Russia comes in and slaughters women and children, and it's evil. And I believe there is evil all over the world. But when you talk about going up against Israel with these particular people, Iran, Hamas, Palestinians, and Hezbollah, you are talking actual biblical evil. They don't see themselves as that. But I have spent years comparing the two end time philosophies and their bad guy is our good guy and our good guy is their bad guy. I haven't even gotten to Gog and Magog. I'll do that in just a second. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, org. Getting out of debt has always been important, but I think you'll agree it's more critical now than ever before. Whatever is coming down the pike at us, it is racing fast. Don't be saddled with a bunch of debt when it gets here, especially debt that you just can't pay for because the interest payments are so high. If you're dealing with debts, maybe it's time to pick up the phone and give American Financing a call today. They're helping people just like you to get out from underneath that debt burden and start to realize significant savings. If you can get uh, a 25% interest rate on your credit cards down to 7 plus because it's part of your mortgage debt, you actually can write all of that interest off. The savings are huge. $700 a month is I mean, that would go a long way, and it is what they're saving the average listener to this program right now. Talk to their salary-based mortgage consultants. It's not right for everybody. Find out if it's right for you. No pressure, no upfront fees, and if you start today, you might be able to de- delay two mortgage payments. So call American Financing now, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. I mean, listen, listen to this. This is uh, from a forum in the Middle East where they were talking about um, the Grand Mufti. I found this today and I started reading them like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, they, they just. They want a two-state solution. Listen to this. For us Muslims, it is unworthy to utter the word Islam in the same breath with Judaism, since Islam stands high over its adversary. Therefore, it would be wrong to carry out compassion of those two generally different counterpoints or comparison. Um, Unfortunately, it is insufficiently known that animosity between Islam and Judaism is not of recent date. It reaches long back in history, all the way to the time of the prophet Muhammad. I'd say it actually goes back to Abraham, but that's just me. This short historic overview will demonstrate the importance uh, and perfidiousness of Jewry and its animosity toward the founder of Islam. Now listen how they start this. Jews are known in history 
only as a subjugated people. Their vulgar nature and insufferable stance towards nations that offered them any hospitality and toward their neighboring nations are the reason that those same nations had to resort to certain measures in order to suppress a Jew's efforts to obtain his desire by force. The history of antiquity shows us the pharaohs were already forced to use all means against Jewish usury and Jewish immorality. Ancient Egyptians finally expelled the Jews from their land. Led by Moses, the Jews then arrived at the Sinai Desert, um, and uh, they wanted to kill their leader and their savior, Moses, when he came back from Mount Sinai. Because of that, God punished them, and they had to meander in the wilderness for 40 years. Following that, listen to this, the Jews spread out like locusts all over the Arab Peninsula. They came to Mecca, to Medina, to Iraq, to Palestine, which is the land of milk and honey. When this is one of your educational tools on history and you refer to people as a locust and a plague of locusts, I don't think you have a lot of compassion there. And compassion is what you're going to start hearing. Right now, you can't talk about uh, this, this weekend without knowing that the many of those who were killed were not killed in bombs from Gaza. These terrorists went over into homes and shot families execution style. Then they took as many as 700 uh, people and kidnapped them. What they're doing with them or plan to do with them is his God only knows. But they were brutally killing and dragging naked bodies through the streets. That's not somebody who just wants a two state solution. And as Israel decides that they are going to now they have said that they are going to bring in uh, their troops into Gaza. Iran says that'll be a trigger point for them. Gog and Magog. What are those two ancient lands? Russia and Iran. Never before have they been allies. They are allies right now. When those two descend on Israel, trouble begins. The Glenn Beck Program. Brian wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, I was suffering from a lot of shoulder pain. Actually, uh, I actually thought I was going to have to have surgery on it, but I decided to try Relief Factor. My pain literally went away within three days. Thank you, Relief Factor. Brian, that's great news. I've been taking Relief Factor for several years now, and I know what it's like when you get your life back taking Relief Factor. It is a shock and surprise, and it's great. If you're living with pain in your life, please just try it. Relief Factor. Once I started finally taking it, I took it as directed for three weeks. I told my wife, I don't see a real difference. I just thought that my pain had lessened some, I had no idea until I stopped taking it how much it had made a difference in my life and my pain. Try the three-week quick start now, 1995, 
relieffactor.com. Take it as directed. 1995 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF or relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Just try and watch the coverage of all of this on mainstream media. You need Blaze TV now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. There's a ton going on today. Um, we have more news that than we can fit into today's program. And there's a lot of really important stuff in today's program. We've been focused on on Israel uh, almost the entire show today. Um, but you, we have a story from The Blaze the, um, about Hillary Clinton suggesting on CNN a formal deprogramming of Donald Trump cult members. Wow. Uh, and Christiana Anampour just laughed. If if I said that about deprogramming, Donald Trump needs to get in to deprogram the Democrats who have gone into this Marxist cult. Would they laugh? Or would they say that's the most outrageous thing ever? And is it because... They're not serious when they say it, and I would be taken seriously. She's just as serious as anybody who would say anything about deprogramming people out of a cult. And that cult is, I, I think, I think it's uh, the Constitution. I think that's the cult. Common sense spending practices. I think that's the cult. And if that's the cult, I'm 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 there, I guess. I'm there. Hunter Biden back in the news, not that he ever left. Apparently he took $20,000 from his daughter's college fund to spend on hookers and prostitutes, and drugs. Um gosh, do you remember Stu when NewsGuard labeled me a super spreader of misinformation? <laughs> yeah. Because of Hunter Biden? Well, yeah. you were lying about that this laptop just showed up in a computer repair shop and, and released all these secrets onto the world. I mean, it never happened. It's a terrible movie. Well, now they're saying that it's 100% true. Oh. I mean, you know, but I nobody's removed the super spreader of misinformation. No, or you get to keep that label. Yeah, but that's how big tech and ruling elites do it. They decide they want to sp- suppress a story. They use all sorts of tactics and leverage of all the players in big tech to crush it. We have been demonetized, which means you can't make any money on the web. Uh, We've been demonetized for reporting truthful stories about Hunter Biden, about ESG, about the World Economic Forum, about Donald Trump, uh, the truth on what happened during the election. Throughout COVID, we were under constant stress. Stories that we were willing to take the hit on because they are the things we believe you need to know about. We've been demonetized over and over and over, and I don't really care anymore. But I'll tell you why it does matter. Because every time they demonetize a story or label it as misinformation, they also suppress it. Most Americans get their news on social media, in their feeds, 
and big tech uses the demonetization and misinformation levels uh, labels as a tool to make sure that the, that story, whatever it is we're talking about, doesn't make your feed. We're quite frankly sick of it and we have a plan for it and we're going to be announcing it very, very soon. Blaze Media has been very busy and we have some new content and some big plans for the future. I think you're going to really like it. Um, I mean, I think you're actually going to love it, but but we can't do any of it without you. We'll be announcing all of it soon. We'll let you know how you can continue to play a pivotal role in getting the truth out. We'll be announcing that soon. Also, Mercury One, uh, as soon as we heard about the attack on Israel, we reached out to each other at Mercury One, and then we reached to all of our partners in Israel. We have purchased Am, uh, they're called ambulocycles, am, I think. They're ambulances, but they're on motorcycles because it is hard to get through the streets, especially, you know, they're very, very tight in the old city. Um, and there's just not enough of them to go around. So what we have provided are these motorcycle ambulances and they go with paramedics and they can stay with the person uh, in that neighborhood. So if there's a problem, they can be first in the scene. Well, we called them um, and uh, asked them how they were doing over the weekend. They said they used all of the supplies that were supposed to last them for the next six months in the last 24 hours. So we gathered together and let our donor base know within two hours of that email going out, we had raised $67,000. In the last 24, we've raised $261,000 just to be able to get medical supplies to the people who need them. And it's going to get worse in Israel. Now, our promise to you is 100% of everything that we raise for these things goes downrange except for the credit card fees. And that helps us directly to help the people of Israel or wherever without any overhead. This is why Mercury One exists. And uh, Mercury One and their partners are the first and always the last out. And we stand by Israel. If you'd like to help on that, just go to mercuryone.org. Mercuryone.org. By the way, while you're there, um, you will see we're having our big... Uh, gala this is our fundraiser that we do once a year um, and it is to raise the funds so we can keep the lights on pay the employees pay the accountants everything else that we need to pay so we can send 100 percent of your dollar uh, for crisis this is uh, our silent auction and our gala dinner all of the seats are already sold out for saturday i think it happens friday or i think it's saturday night um, but there is a silent auction that is going on, and there's many things that you can get uh, on the silent auction, and we urge you to bid on something. Help us keep the doors open at mercuryone.org. That's mercuryone.org. So, Stu, where do we go from here, do you think, on the, uh, on the whole war in Israel? This isn't what people think of when they think, 
oh, Hamas has just hit Israel. This He declared war. Yeah, this is big, and I, I fear it's going to you know, sort of snowball into something a lot larger. I would not be surprised to see other bad actors in the region try to get in on the action and turn this into a multi-front war for Israel. And then it turns into real chaos. You know, again, I, I, I can't imagine anyone thinking this is a coincidence that all this is happening under this president who seems so weak. Uh, it's hard to imagine anyone really believing that, but that's what the left is saying. They're also saying things like, well, it really wasn't uh, unprompted. You know, Israel's been really bad for a long time. Is, you can't say this is unprompted. I don't, I don't know what can prompt a bunch of rapes and kidnapping of children and, and women. I, I don't know if there's, a, there's something you can do to prompt something like that. Um, but you have to get to the point here, and I, I feel like some of their language out of Israel is coming to this point, but how can you let this stand? You can't. It's got to be. This is it. It's over. There's no more playing with this nonsense where you keep, oh, well, they'll just stay there and we'll keep them controlled. But how do you do it? I don't know. It's going to be very difficult. I mean, because you're going to kill so many innocent people. You need to get, I mean, look. Wars do. They do. And when you come and murder and uh, rape a bunch of people, you know, these sorts of consequences are the things you can look for, um, sadly. But... What you need to do is get the actual citizens, which there are some, out of there, and they need to go somewhere else, like, I don't know, Egypt, somewhere where they will be able to be taken care of. And uh, Egypt doesn't want them. <laughs> nobody seems to nobody want them. Nobody wants them. Uh, sadly, nobody wants the, them. they all say, they all claim that they're on their side and, you know, and not even Egypt as much anymore, but uh, many of these nations claim that they're on their side and they're supporting them, yet... When it comes down to it, they don't want them. But like, it's impossible to argue that Israel should let this status quo stay. They can't. They have to go in there and get every single one of these terrorists and their entire network and be there stopping this before it starts. I mean, it's terrifying the fact that all of this happened. This is a highly coordinated attack, Glenn. This is not like a oh. bunch of people coming across the border. I, I wonder how the Mossad did How did they not know? catch this? And if they couldn't catch this, then they are not in a position to defend their people. This is a... They fired all of these rockets, coordinated with uh, bulldozers knocking down the wall, coordinated it with a holiday, so they knew there would be a light uh, defense. Yeah. And... Tunnels and paragliders all at the same I time. I have to know. Did you see the paragliders? How many there were? I mean, there were many. How did those things take off? They had to have been drugged by a plane, right? I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. how else would you do it? I guess maybe boats out by know. the water. I have I no know. idea how mm. those things are. They're not launched from a cliff because there's no cliff there. <laughs> um, how did the, how did the, if they were if they were brought up by planes, even if it's a single engine plane, how did not, how did the radar not pick that up? I don't know. I mean, it's, you have to be disappointed in the Israeli response. I mean, there was, they were talking about people in their homes where they could hear terrorists walking by, looking for them, shooting at their windows, shooting at their walls, just shooting random bullets into houses. This is what these people were doing. And, they were hiding in their homes for nine hours before any military showed up. Uh, nine hours? 
How is that possible in a country that is very used to this type of stuff? It's very, uh, I would be very upset at the response if I were an Israeli um, citizen, because that, it does they seem frustrating. They might have gotten but just secondary. fat and sassy. You know what I mean? I mean, everybody looks at the IDF as, oh, they're, they're the best. They're pretty good. They are. But, but they weren't this weekend. I mean, there's a, a confluence of events, too, with this holiday and with changeovers and shifts. It seems to be all very well-timed, you know, to the point. This must have taken months of planning. I mean, as much as we say the billions of dollars going back to them may have helped them backfill their accounts, right? Like, But this couldn't have been done in that time period completely from beginning to end, I don't think. It's too much. Too much planning. And this must have taken a lot. And I, you know... We are now at the period still where the majority of the mainstream media coverage is just acknowledging the horror of this. But that is going to change very soon. Mark my words, within the next couple of weeks. Oh, weeks? I think days. Probably days. I think because days. Israel's going to come and they're going to pound this area and they're going to have videos of, of, of civilians dying. This is war. War's ugly. They will have the videos. They will they will try to manipulate the American people into believing this is they're some already, sort of false equivalence, right? They're, like they're that, already doing. I saw they're already doing it at some level. I saw it on Sky sure. News, which is out of Britain. Um, I started watching Sky News to see what they were saying overseas, and uh, they had just taken down that tower, you know, the big mm. uh, cell tower in uh, Gaza, mm -hmm. and they just took off the top. Uh, but, you know, it caused damage and people and this this Palestinian was was pissed like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Now, where am I going to live? This just gets worse and worse. These people. And I'm like, these people, do you know what they're <laughs> hmm. responding to? It was just no connection to it at all. No, well, and because I, the press didn't connect it either. You got in trouble years and years and years ago because you had referred to. Uh, Palestinian terrorists in some sort of vague way. I don't remember exactly how you phrased it, mm -hmm. but you called the the, the uh, you called people in this region uh, terrorists, and you were talking about the people who were obviously blowing terrorists. up Sabaros, right? But the media was like, "Oh, he's calling all Palestinians terrorists," and so just for fun, we went and I remember I don't know if you even remember this, but I remember looking up the definition of the word terrorist, and the definition of the word terrorist not only includes actual terrorists who you think you walk into a sabar you blow something up it also includes people who support and encourage that behavior right that's right and you go that's and look right. at the polls of the palestinian people i'm talking regular citizens 90 some odd percent of them support killing innocent israeli civilians because they think the jews are that bad and that makes you officially a terrorist uh today's the day you make an important decision do you keep your current cell phone plan? You know, the one where you shell out big money to, you know, big mobile and that corporation that's donating money to leftist causes. Or do you switch to Patriot Mobile, which charges way less, by the way, and share, shares your values. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage so you can access any of the three major networks that everybody's on. But you don't have to worry about that part of your bill that's going to fund leftist causes because it doesn't. You're not only going to get great service at a great price, but you're also going to have the same cell service uh, that you had for coverage. You're going to be able to um, 
have all of the new phone if you want it. Keep your number if you want. Switch them if you want. Whatever. Patriot Mobile, they're going to make this super easy. Get free activation today when you use the offer code BECK. That's offer code BECK at patriotmobile.com slash BECK. Or call 972-PATRIOT. It's 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I just, I cannot imagine what CPAC is thinking. They've invited uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to speak at CPAC. Why? Thank you. Why would you do that? Thank you for saying this. I mean, mean, especially when polling is showing that his independent run may hurt Trump more than Biden. Why are we giving this guy a platform? I mean, there's 100,000 reasons he does not need yet another platform on the right. I mean, he's had a million of them. There's no problem hearing his viewpoints. But why would CPAC, I don't understand it. I don't either. I don't either. Making him to look like a conservative. He's not a conservative. He is not a conservative. It's all fun and games when he's running in the Democratic primary. When he's running as an independent and can take votes away from a conservative candidate. Unless Trump knows something or CPAC knows something that we don't, and that is Trump is going to make him vice president. Oh, good God. Yeah. The Glenn Beck Program.